Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Heather Thompson. I'm your host. This is In My Heart, and I'm so excited to announce my next guest, Louis Schwartzberg. Louis Schwartzberg is an award-winning cinematographer, director, and producer. He's a visual artist who has spent his notable career breaking barriers to connect with audiences, to tell stories that celebrate life, reveal the mysteries and wisdom of nature, and the people and places around us. From the 3D IMAX screen to Netflix, Disney, and Oprah's couch, there's a lot Louis has done. We're going to get into his current project, Fantastic Fungi, which explores the world of mushrooms and mycelium, illustrating how this fascinating organism can provide sustainable solutions to some of the world's greatest problems. From his visual healing projects and his unprecedented journeys into the science and mystery and pursuit of being grateful, I sure know that I'm grateful, Louis Schwartzberg. Thank you so much for being in my heart. Welcome to the show. Great to be here with you, Heather. Love what you do. Ah, thank you so much. Well, the world could use some Louis Schwartzberg right now. I was telling you that before we started the show. So can we just start a little bit about your history, Louis? Can you share with my listeners your history as a, a filmmaker and, and what your passion is led by? Sure. I would say that I fell in love with photography when I was at UCLA because I was documenting a lot of the anti-war protests especially the police brutality against women that was happening. When I went to UCLA, I thought I was going to be a lawyer because I wanted to fight for social justice. My parents were Holocaust survivors. And so growing up under that roof, obviously you want to make the world a better place. But yeah. I also taught me a lot about gratitude because they appreciated all the little things in life, you know, food on the table, a roof over your head, the miracle of having children. That was very important. And I also think the gratitude thing influenced my environmental consciousness because and when it comes to the environment, it's the little things that make the world go round, like the fungi, like the bees, like the pollinators, all the little things that give us the healthy food we need to eat. And, and being frugal and being efficient is not only an environmental thing, but it's also the way my parents were. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I mean, not being a consumer, not wasting things, 
recycling. I mean, those are all part of being, let's just say, efficient. And nature is very efficient. Nature doesn't waste a single molecule. So, so when I went to UCLA, that's what I thought I was going to do. But then when I handed in these photo essays of these anti-war protests to my political science class and history class, I learned that you know doing a photo essay was a lot easier than doing a paper. And then I fell in love with like <laughs> photography. Mm-hmm. Photography led me to filming nature. Nature is my greatest teacher. Taught me everything about lighting, composition, movement, uh, rhythm, pattern, texture, lighting, you know, and I'm still learning from the greatest teacher of them all. And she also taught me how to live a, a beautiful and creative life that is sustainable where you can follow your passion and, you know, make money as a byproduct of doing a good job. Yeah. So she's been my mentor. And then that, you know, turned me on to taking the art of photography into motion photography and the bridge between the two actually is time-lapse. So when I graduated, I didn't have much money. I moved to Northern California and I pioneered the idea of taking these old clunky, heavy non-reflex cameras and shooting time-lapse. So time-lapse where you shoot one frame, you wait five seconds or maybe a minute for shooting a flower and you shoot another frame. What that does, it speeds up what you're filming. So you can see a flower open, a sunset, you know, and the beauty of it is you shoot very little film. So if you have very little money and film <laughs> even back then was $400 a minute for raw stock development and processing. And so um, it worked out because when you're young, you have a lot of time and very little money. As we get older, we have more money and very little time. <laughs> and so the time lapse enabled me to kind of also explore a sense of wonder because you 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 open your perception and your horizons when you can look at life from the point of view of a flower, from the point of view of a redwood tree, you know, from the point of view of a hummingbird. Obviously, if you're if you have that open heart, it'll just expand it tremendously to realize that every living creature has a valid point of view and sees life either slower or faster than we do. And so with the magic of the camera, I can show you that, literally, you know, that a redwood tree looks at us like little ants going around, ants going fast. If a mosquito looked at us, we'd be this giant, slow-moving giant that moves in ultra-slow motion, which is why you can't hit the mosquito when it's taking a bite out of your arm, you know? It always flies away in time. So um, all of that opens you up into this beautiful place of wonder and awe, which is, I believe, the intersection between art and science. It's what bliss is all about. And it's the the uh, the first stepping stone to curiosity as well. What you do, and, and so for those of you guys listening, like think about what Louis said. First of all, I just want to go back to something I think that's pointing that you said that you remind us of the basics. And we have gotten used to having so much whenever we want it at our fingertips, at the push of a button. And when you talk about your mom and you talk about your Jewish heritage and, you know, the kitchen had like eggs, flour, water. I mean, things were basic. And you talk about your work and, and I've heard you talk before, but this was poignant for me about money and time. And 
You can make a whole movie on the opening of a flower in time-lapse photography. From the moment the seed starts for the minute it grows, it could be a whole movie to the bee pollinating it and all that stuff, that simple nature. Now, some of your theatrical releases, if I may, include like 3D IMAX films. It's called Mysteries of the Unseen World. He did it with National Geographic. Wings of Life you've done with Disney Nature. Americans Heart and Soul you've done for Walt Disney Studios. You just directed Soarin' Around the World, which is the most popular motion simulator ride right now playing at Disney theme parks globally. Okay, you sat on Oprah's couch to to discuss your gratitude reveal programs on her Super Soul Sunday. We're going to talk currently about Fantastic Fungi, which is your newest film that you're promoting. And you're currently developing Visual Healing, which is an immersive health and wellness program, which is how I got turned on to you, maximizing your award-winning body of work to reduce stress and anxiety. So like, damn, Louie, I hope you're sleeping. I mean, because we know you know how important that is. (laughs) So, I mean, I could go on and on about the way that you lend to the world using Mother Nature as your teacher and guide. And I want to just start with Fantastic Fungi because it has been on uh, the lips of many people and it's trending. Shroomies are trending. But let's really talk about what is so magical, no pardon the pun, and mystical about the world and the microorganisms of fungi. Tell us what turns you on about it. How did you get involved? Right. So I think what in, in my journey, I, I'm always asking like the bigger question, like a little, like a little five-year-old kid with a sense of wonder, like you said about the basics, like what is water? What is air? You know, what is, what is the sun? What is light? You know? So, you know, I did uh, wings of life for Disney nature, which was about pollinators, you know, bees, bats, hummingbirds, butterflies, I would say making love to flowers. And it was narrated by Meryl Streep. So what she's doing, she's seducing these pollinators to help her move her DNA around, which is right. life energy, right? Yeah. There's nothing, it, it's, it's not sex because it's the animal world and the plant world intersecting to give us the healthy food we need. Okay, so if that's the foundation of life, right? I go, well, wow, what's below that? Well, plants need soil. Where does soil come from? Nobody asks that question. Nobody even knows the answer. Basically, it comes from fungi, you know, breaking down, recycling organic matter, and even breaking down rock to create soil. And when we eat food, we're eating soil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, a plant is, you know, takes its nutrients from the soil, and then we eat the fruit or the vegetable or the nut or the berry, and we yep. absorb that microbiome into our body, which helps with our whole micro you know, with our gut and how we digest yeah. food. So anyways, so getting back to why fungi, A, because it was sort of like the foundation of life. I want to know what what makes the world go round, you know? What, what, yeah. what is it? And then the so with fungi, what I discovered, which I didn't know, was this mycelial network. So the mushroom is like a fruit to, you know, the tree, like an apple to a tree. It's this underground, you know, giant kind of like, you know, root-like microscopic um, network, network that that transfers nutrients and, and information between trees. And the fact that there's a mother tree that can take care of its baby is, you know, remarkable. So here is this underground network that allows ecosystems to flourish, a shared economy without greed. 
Right. And when I looked at that, I said, wow, that's a metaphor or a model how we should live our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we all benefit when when we all benefit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. That, it's, uh, that's how nature works. You know, yeah. nobody's hoarding anything over here and letting other people starve. You know, it yeah. works because everything has a role and, you know, it's all interrelated and it's all about connection. And so the beautiful thing about the movie is I use science to really underline the idea that yes it's all connected yes it's all one that's not a hippy dippy new agey thing it can sort of sounds like it is but we proved with the fungal network that it's true right a hundred percent true and that you know this fascinating organism i i learned uh hiking in aspen about the uh, aspen trees and how they are also a network and talk to each other and so for those of you who don't know that, like you think the trees in the forest don't talk to each other, but they do generally speaking through mushrooms underground. And then Aspen is a, a I guess an anomaly where that tree actually networks together themselves. Yeah, I don't know shared, if they, well, they have a shared root system. That's so they're one is. giant kind of organism. And I would say that a forest, a diverse forest with the mycelium is like a community. And right. it's sort of like the internet. Like right now we're, we're connected virtually. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're not actually physically connected, you know? Right. So that's kind of the idea. And that's how nature works. And that's super cool because, you know, the fascinating world in nature is that, like you said, it, it, it serves every purpose it needs to serve and no molecule goes unused. So right. if you think about the challenges that happen to nature in the forests, the things that the, th- the, the, the um, disease, I'm th- trying to think the things in the forest, the, the things that attack trees, things that attack leaves, things that attack our soil, like, you know, the forest has to has to guard itself against its attackers is basically what I'm trying to say. The power that the mushroom has to do that underground also can bring that same power above ground to humans, right? right? So the power that the mushroom has to save the forest, to keep the forest networking, it can also provide sustainable solutions, which we find out in Fantastic Fungi, your movie, to some of the world's greatest problems, as you say, like treating cancer, Alzheimer's disease. Oh, what a terrible disease it robs us of our loved ones when they're right here. Post-traumatic stress disorders, saving our bees that you talked yeah. about, cleaning the atmosphere, Fear, shifting our consciousness, as you talked about. It's all in the shroom. Yeah. Well, it's the largest kingdom uh, you know, that isn't studied in elementary school, high school, or college. You know, right. we learn about animals, we learn about you know, botany, you know, flora, fauna, nothing about fungi. And um, so we're a little bit ignorant of, of not being exposed only because it's microscopic. And just because it's right. microscopic in most part, the mycelium are, you know, or it's under the ground, it's hard to see, but it's great that we're kind of, you know, waking up and it's not too late to realize. I mean, it's the greatest natural solution for climate change. Yeah. Tell people why that is. Explain why that is. Well, because the most important phenomena on the planet is photosynthesis. The fact that plants can take light energy, which is the only source of energy we know of, Yep. turn it into food and, and, you know, by creating chemical bonds in a plant and takes that, you know, CO2 into its, you know, leaves, releases oxygen for us to breathe. And then the carbon goes down the trunk of the tree into the roots and it's traded 
with the mycelial network for other you know, nutrients that it needs. And so the carbon is sequestered underground and saved for new plant life because there's nothing wrong with carbon. Carbon yeah. is a building block. We breathe it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's your, your body's made of carbon. It makes it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's one of the core, you know, atoms in the universe and it's what it, you need to build a new plant or a new animal. Okay. Yeah. So those so, of you who don't know, we breathe in oxygen and we exhale carbon. That's how it works. Exactly. Right. Carbon so oxide. The, but the carbon is part of our bodies and you need yeah. it. And so the mycelial, you know, network stores it underground. And so that what's kind of beautiful is, a lot of people think that fungi are all about decomposition. Well, right. if life is a circle, it could not only be the end of life, it's the beginning of life. Right. You need to break things down to their component parts in order to build something brand new. Right. And if we didn't recycle. Imagine if there was no recycling in nature or even in man's world, we would choke. Yeah. Nothing would break down. That's where it happened right. with plastic. We're discovering how that's a bad thing when things don't break down. Everything needs to be cycled. We said earlier, nature doesn't waste a single molecule. You know, everything is, is part of this like circle of life. So they play that important role of breaking things down, enabling new life to flourish. And, and, and you know what? What's really beautiful, they're, they're partners. They're connectors. Mm. That's what they are. Yeah. A lot of times when we're angry or sad or fearful, we're like, I don't, I just want to be alone. I don't want anybody. I just want to go alone. I want to go live in the mountains by myself. We want to disconnect. You would die. Human beings need connection. We absolutely have it or without it, we won't survive. And we are part of nature. We're part of the network. And what you're talking about, about the cycle of life and, you know, that it's supposed to begin and end. And it's really a cycle. It's a circle. It never really stops. It's the fall. It's a perfect time to discuss it. You know, the trees, this beauty that we are experiencing. I'm in the beautiful Berkshire Hills right now, and it's gorgeous. And what that is, is it's that beauty is the trees preparing for for deprivation, the deprivation of winter. So they're sucking all their chlorophyll out of their leaves into their tree trunks so that they can survive the long winter's nap. And so I want to just bring this back to the human point because Louis, we age shame and we, we say that aging is bad Mm -hmm. and that dying is even bad. And it is 100% as big a part of life as you could ever be life and death. You know what I mean? living and part of the life cycle. I'm looking at a, you know, 52 year old ankle and it's part of the life cycle. That's a 52 year old ankle right there. You know what I mean? And it's part of who I am. And so we are a network and, and what you are so brilliant at doing. And I want to talk a little bit about Soren around the world, because I want to talk about how you took nature and turned it into fun. I also want to talk about moving art, which is currently in season three on Netflix. And that's really nature with music in the background. So that I want to talk a little bit about that too. So we're immersing viewers. What you do is you immerse viewers into nature's world and you do it by taking them on a journey between time and scale. And what I want them to do is I want them to go watch moving art, but I want them to think about the work that you do in the discussion that we're having here to understand that we are one, that connectivity, that we are part of nature. Nature is part of us. And we can't forget that you guys. And so, you know, when you think about something silly, like the plastic jar is in your hand, the plastic containers in your hand, and you're looking at your recyclables and you know, you got to rinse it out and you're looking at your garbage and you want to make the decision. Remember that that decision affects the network. 
every single living organism in the network. And we need your conscious, you bring consciousness to people to remember that we are, 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 are one. We really are all. Can, can I just share one little moment of deciding whether you're going to wash it out, you know, yeah. or not. What I'm trying to do is use beauty to open your heart so that decision is not a mind decision, but it's a heart decision because it hurts. It'll hurt to like destroy the forest. It'll right. hurt to like pollute the water, you know, and you're going to automatically make the right choice as opposed to, I'm supposed to wash this out. I'm supposed to recycle, you know, like a to-do list thing. Right. And so that's why this, I've sort of developed my own mantra from all the filming I've done, which is that beauty is nature's tool for survival because we protect what we love. Yes. That is the key. And that's why, like, even with Fantastic Fungi, you know, people say, oh, it's really beautiful. It's not just beautiful, like pretty. No, it's beautiful because that's the secret language that yeah. motivates your behavior to protect what is precious. To protect what is precious because we can never get it back. And we, we have to be resourceful for our planet earth and the mushrooms and the bees. I want to talk a little bit about that because there's a direct correlation between mushrooms and bees. And so some of you guys may have heard the big bee problems that we've been incurring in mostly in Northern America, the bees being out of the network of the life cycle of the organisms that we need to feed. And like you said, nurture and pollinate and all that stuff. They were breaking down the system completely. The fact that bees were going extinct or dying off was breaking down the system. And something that I learned is that bees actually get their water. They drink off mushrooms. They actually are drawn toward dead wood. And that's where fungi grows. And that's where they get their water and their nutrients. That's where they hydrate. And a lot of beekeepers feed their bees sugar water because the, the bees need the sugar. But that was killing. That's not what the bees needed. It was messing up their microbiomes. Yeah. Yeah, well, just like we take penicillin, you know, to protect us from viruses or, or you know, bacteria that's bad. Well, the same thing with the bees. It, it, eating off of the mushrooms and taking that water builds up their immunity. That's yeah. the most important aspect of what they right. do. And why, why do fungi help you with your immunity? Because we evolved from fungi. You know, that's what people don't understand. We branched right. off and there was fungi and then it branched off into animals. So the viruses that they have to compete with or that they need to, you know, battle because they're experts at chemical warfare. Right. What you do is they exude an enzyme and that enzyme, you know, breaks down whatever matters in front of them and, and either they use it to devour it or they use it to um, fight it. So they're able yeah. to, they fight the same viruses and bacteria that we need to fight. That Penicillin we do, yeah. save more lives than any other, you know, um, medicine. Medical phenomenon. Yeah, so that's why, well, that's what's so great about us. They build up your immunity. And by the way, if you're worried about the pandemic, the most important thing you got to do is build up your immunity. That's right. You know, hello. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so that's what they do. And that's how they help the bees. And of course, the bees have been stressed because of loss of habitat, the mm -hmm. use of pesticides, GMOs. I mean, when they land on the flower, they're going to drink that water. They're drinking pesticide. They're yes. drinking poison. And yeah. to think that it doesn't go into our bodies, you know, it does, mm -hmm. you know, and then the FDA goes, well, it's a fractional amount, but if you eat enough of it, it's not a fractional amount. And we're learning that 
you know, all the cancers and all the different diseases we have, a lot of it is based on the idea we eat toxic food. Okay. Yeah, we need to get our food from farmers and not from big food that's, you know, miles long and deep and right. wide. Right. So the bees have been sort of exploited like slaves where they get trucked 50,000 miles a year from one monoculture to mm-hmm. another monoculture. Mm-hmm. And then they have to feed, you know, like to feed them the sugar water in order to survive. It's a very unnatural thing. And we're at the breaking point. I, I filmed the bees up in the Mojave Desert where they have thousands of acres of almond groves. Almonds don't grow in the Mojave Desert. And then there's a narrow window, just like any woman knows, where she needs to get fertilized. Yes. So in a two-week or three-week window, all these almond trees aren't enough bees to like in in the desert that can pollinate them. So they got to truck all these bees in. They have to do like this incredible mass thing. And you know what? It's not sustainable. No. It's not sustainable. The whole thing is unnatural. The whole totally thing like, just so know, we can eat rates. almonds, just so that there could be almonds on the shelf in any grocery store. Meanwhile, we're dehydrating our earth. We're trucking our bees into the desert. Yeah. I stopped eating almonds. You know, when I started to learn, I just, I just made another nut choice because they take so much water and people don't care. They farm wherever they feel like they want to farm. And that's the convenience of modernization in the modern world that is killing us. That type of convenience where we can do whatever we want, whenever we want to do it, because it's all available, but what's right and wrong. You know, what's the right thing to do? Well, there's a cause and effect eventually catches up to you. That's why we're dealing with climate change, environmental degradation. I mean, the soil in itself sequesters carbon. If we're going to deplete the soil, not only are we killing our food supply, we're also like poisoning the air with the ability to sequester carbon. So look, everything is a short-term gain, you know, and I hopefully we're waking up and that's what I'm trying to do with my films is let people, you know, understand it, but more from a point of view of, like I said earlier, protecting what you love because appealing to the, to the brain and, and showing the science has not been effective messaging, to be honest. Right. But we all love puppies. We all love our babies. We all love kittens. They're cute. And the beauty is the thing that can turn people on to do the right thing, to shift behavior, and to elevate consciousness. That's what I'm trying to do without saying it. Yeah. And if you think mushrooms are slimy and icky and gross, check out Louis Schwartzberg his film, Fantastic Fungi, because it's going to show you something different. You've inspired me. I've taken, since we booked this uh, podcast, I've taken more pictures of mushrooms than I have probably in my lifetime because I'm just so much more aware of them. Like I'm an, you know, obviously I'm a health coach and nutrition. You can make, we're starting to learn to make clothing out of them, fiber out of them, fabric out of them. You can find mushrooms that taste like steak. You know, they have hen of the woods and these chicken mushrooms that literally taste like chicken. And so there's a lot out there. So don't be afraid of mushrooms if you're skeeved out by them because they're pretty fantastic. And do some reading. I've had some guests on my podcast in the, in the, in the past. We've talked about Michael Pollan and we've talked about his book and understanding medicinal mushrooms and how it can help with a lot of the mental illness that we're having today in this country. And our, our, our health and wellness can really be in the center of the mushroom world and, and that universe. So do research on it, check it out, see how important they are to us. And I know the greatest satisfaction you get Louis is creating works that can have a positive effect on the future of our planet. That's it. In fact, I have a quote from you that says, 
I hope my films inspire and open people's hearts. You mentioned before, beauty is nature's tool for survival. We protect what we love. And that shift in consciousness is just what we need to sustain and to celebrate life. And you've taken your art and you've even turned it into a Disney ride. Just tell us a little bit about that because people are traveling to Disney and I, I, I really want them to see that ride. And then how do you find your freedoms, Louis, when you're not creating beautiful nature and helping to educate us about connections? And I do want you to talk a little bit about gratitude before you go yes. to. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, soaring around the world uh, is, I think, is the most immersive experience on the planet. You know, we shot it with like five cameras and it's shown on a, a dome IMAX screen upside down where the image goes under your feet and it's a motion simulator ride, meaning your seat goes up and down. So you feel like you're in a hang glider. You can look down to your feet. I have a great shot where I flew over the Matterhorn and we kind of tilt down a little bit and you can just look down 14,000 feet, you know, okay. from floating above the Matterhorn. So obviously that's something that can like uh, shift. Your Thrilling. <laughs> but I think what's really remarkable is that in soaring around the world, you know, we scouted and we selected some of the most amazing nature and sacred places on the planet, including, you know, some man-built ones like the Eiffel Tower and the pyramids but the fact that audiences come to Disney World or Disneyland yeah. to look at not only Disney characters, but Star Wars and Marvel and Pixar. And for us to be in Shanghai, the most popular attraction and in the top three worldwide, I think goes to show the power of nature. Yeah. And how, how, we, how we desperately want to reconnect, you know, because we are nature. But but when when the beauty is overwhelming and these sacred places, we have to protect them from from also from disappearing because a lot yeah. of them are being overrun, unfortunately, by ecotourism. But mm -hmm. to show it in the most spectacular way, as if you're on a hang glider, flying over this stuff, is. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful out-of-body experience. I take that over, and I loved the Harry Potter ride. I take it over the Harry Potter ride any day, <laughs> Louie. <laughs> Before I let you go, I do want to just talk a little bit about the body of work and, and how I got to know you, which is your work on gratitude. Can you just talk a little bit about that before I let you go? Well, sure. Well, as I said earlier, I think I learned a lot about gratitude from my parents. You know, again, with them being Holocaust survivors, how they appreciated the little things in life. And through that lens, nature taught me the same thing as well. And so when I heard Brother David, who created, you know, uh, gratitude.org, you know, yeah. I did an experiment. I wanted to see, I wonder if I put my nature imagery with his, you know, spoken word yeah. to touch people. And, and at that time, I had two young daughters in their early 20s. And they're your toughest critics, you know. Yeah. Because anytime, like I would say something, they'd roll their eyes and go, Dad, you're Yeah, I think so, it starts at 14. You're so corny, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, have a positive outlook today. You know, like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did it as an experiment, but sure enough, it did resonate with young people. And then mm -hmm. it, it was part of a TED Talk, and then it got viral. And so now what I've done, I've created a long-form version of it. We're going to be releasing it early next year. I'm going to release it the same strategy I did with Fantastic Fun Guy, which is build community. We're going to show it in the indie theaters, art house theaters, and then eventually go out to VOD. But we're going to control it ourselves and not hand it off to a big 
multi-corporate, multinational media company, only because it, it never get, it's never going to get the love right. that one does for their own product. And I've learned that lesson. So that's what we're going to do with gratitude. And it's, it's got like thought leaders like Jack Kornfield, you know, Brother David, boy, Deepak Chopra, yeah. uh, J, J, you know, Jay Harmon. And, and, but most importantly, a lot of remarkable, quote unquote, unfamous people. The salt of the earth. The salt of the Children, earth. The people, yes. The people. Yep. The wisdom that comes from people who, you know, wake up every day, get a passion in their lives and have uh, overcome adversity, but are positive. Yep. Yep. Undying uh, passion to do what they do and lean into it without yeah. any accolade being at all necessary. And I love that. Louis, I have enjoyed so much talking to you. I can't wait to have you back because I know I'm going to. I actually have two ideas I want to talk to you about because... It's so important to marry a modern society with the world that we're living in, reminding us of the basics, reminding us of how nature works. You've been such an inspiration to me. I, I think your works are incredible. From his TED Talks, you guys, to looking for his works on Netflix, you can find him on Oprah, the own network. They're doing a lot of work there. He's working on wellness. And just keep Louis Schwartzberg on your radar because he's out there doing good things for all of us. But for those people who don't follow you, Louis. Can you tell them where they can find you and where they can kind of lean into some of these projects? Yeah. Um, movingart.com is the main website, but also fantasticfungi.com is where we just last weekend had a beautiful fungi summit. We had 175,000 people register for it. And we interviewed like 50 thought leaders in the world of fungi, you know, chefs, mycologists, scientists, environmentalists, artists, musicians, so fantasticfungi.com, you can still uh, listen to replays of the panel conversations we had. And then we also have a program called Voices from the Underground, which are the interviews I did with all these incredible heroes of mushrooms. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Louis Schwartzberg. You're in my heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there. Don't miss us for a new episode next week. Thanks so much, Louis. Thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.